I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. We have a very special show for you today. Our special guest is Susan Ruth. I'll introduce her in a little bit, but she's the creator and the host of a podcast that's fabulous called Hey Human. And in that podcast, she talks to a lot of interesting people, and we get to listen to their story. Sometimes the stories are disturbing, sometimes the stories are challenging, uh, and sometimes the stories are inspiring and uplifting. But she always gets to the core of what makes those people tick, and what made them them and as songwriters we are storytellers and so we're going to issue you a challenge at the end of the end of the interview uh, but I think you're going to get a lot out of it especially if you think of it in terms of how could you help that person tell their story so as you listen to the interview and as you listen to the challenge we issue you think about the storytelling aspect of songwriting and how you can take any one story and turn it into a song. Before the interview, I'm going to play one of Susan's songs called Paradise, and then we'll jump right into the interview and introduction. Silver bullet in my hand, it works every time. A little piece of southern dirt Ain't much but it's mine Got a girl who calls me honey And a tin can with a little bit of money And an old dog that can't see shit But I'm alright with it Shades in a koozie Packard in some hoodie With the sun bathing beauty Laying by my side I'm kicking back in style Working on a permanent smile With a sixer in a book But I like to keep my cool with the kiddie pool, yeah, I don't mind Got a boombox on the fritz, a little bit of duct tape will do the trick of happiness Is a crime, you can lock me up with me and mine Shades in a koozie, haggard in some hoodie with the sun, bathing beauty laying by my side I'm kicking back in style, working on a permanent style with a sixer Paradise. 
Welcome to the Songtown Studios, everybody. We have a very special guest today, Susan Ruth, who lives in L.A. and has done some amazing things. She's she's an artist that paints. She is an artist that sings. She's a script writer, a comedy writer. She's working on a screenplay, and she has a fabulous podcast called Hey Human. So welcome, Susan. Thanks, love. Good to be here, Marty. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you. And everybody else won't get to see us, but they'll hear us. Yeah, we look fantastic. That's right. They'll just have to imagine what that was like. We look luxurious. I I want you to give everybody a little intro to why you started Hey Human and sort of um, what your goal is with it. Mm. Hey Human came from a a shooting that happened. There was a, a mass shooting in California and uh, I was driving home. I was in Nashville. I lived in Nashville at the time. Uh, I lived there, you know, 13 years. I was driving home and I was on the phone with my father. I was just sobbing, uh, trying to make sense of a world where these sorts of things happen. And I was, I was distraught to say the least. And my dad said, you know, you can't, and I kept saying, I'm giving up hope on humanity. What, what's going on? It's hopeless. And my father, in his wisdom, said, you can't give up hope. You need to look for the good in people. There's far more good than bad. It's just bad is louder. And I was heading to the grocery store, to the Kroger over on Thompson. And I went into the grocery store and I had, I walked in. And from the minute I walked in, I had these moments with a couple individuals in the grocery store that were so profound and really God winks to me. And I went home from that experience and I thought I'm going to do something that that shows that we are that, that there is not only good in the world but even in the people that we are so different from that if we get to the root of the understanding of why they behave that maybe we can bring them closer to the light and and at the same time you know and that's how hey human was born and since then I've had people on the show where I completely don't agree with anything they have to say um and I'm not promoting those those feelings or behaviors but i think it's important to show that we are there are many aspects to us and i had one episode in fact that was a very very intense episode and many of my friends and loved ones were like what are you doing giving that person a voice and i said well i believe that that person is in all of us we're just not willing to see it and it's important that we see that aspect of ourselves. It's the only way we heal is right to shine light on these dark places. And after the episode aired, my best friend reached out to me and she said, I can't believe it. I have some soul searching to do that. Some of the things that guys said, I myself have thought before. And I said, that was the whole point because we spend our whole life pointing at how this person is different. And, and it makes us not have to look at ourselves when it should be that way around, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I don't know if this is the episode you're referring to, but there was one you did with someone that had been the Ku Klux Klan. It was that one. That was and, and I remember thinking some of the things he said were just like, what? And, and uh, But other things he said were like, that, that's kind of how I grew up, you know, in like that kind of environment. Or my relatives said those kinds of things. And there was very much this awareness that, um yeah he I still think some of the things he did and, and believes are not good and are evil but there's also 
this part where I realized maybe if I grew up that way around the people he grew up with, I could be saying those same things or, or thinking those same things, you know, and it really caused me to evaluate my views about race and, and about um, prejudice and a lot of different things. Absolutely. I think the more we can see ourselves and others, especially the parts that we don't like, that's the most painful thing to do, right? That self-reflection. That's why people spend all their time yelling outward. If they do that, they make so much noise. It never gets quiet enough that they can hear their own thoughts, their true thoughts. Um, and I argue that, that that man is not so different than any of us. And not only that, he's not so different than, you know, we put our monsters in closets and hide them under the beds and put them in dark, you know, dark woods and things. But in fact, they're, they're our everyday people. They're our teachers and our neighbors and our clergy and our bosses and our family members. And, you know, Uncle Joe that sits next to me at Thanksgiving that I just sort of laugh off the weird stuff he says. But, you know, everybody has that uncle or that great uncle or whatever, you know. So... It was yeah. important to me, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I got the impression on that episode, too, that you said some things that made him think. Absolutely. And, and probably challenged challenged him in some ways that maybe he's insulated himself from being challenged in that way. Because we all, you know, when, when I was a, a minister, I realized at one point that everybody in my world thought like me. And... And that I needed to challenge myself a little bit to go, let's continually be growing and, and not be in a place where we're just complacent with, I've got it all figured out, you know, and that I, that I had a lot to learn from, from other people. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm hopeful that you made an impact on him. I think I did because he reached out to me after that episode came out and where the show started with how he was, the language he was using versus even the language he was using toward the end of the episode had shifted. And, um, and then when he reached out to me after the fact, and he had done a little research on his own and, and wanted help in understanding people of color a little more, I mean, that was a huge moment. Because mm -hmm. that was never in his purview to even think about those things. And you yeah. brought up a really good point, Marty, in that pick me up and put me into any other family that have other ideas, I would be a completely different person right i if if i was around a family who spoke ill of those that were different than i it would rub off on me likely you know yeah. i would be that person too exactly. and i think a lot of times we look at another person like i look at you and i say okay i've met you i know you now i know you well so i know much more about you than the average bear but let's just say we meet and then I will ascertain what I want based on me it has nothing to do with you. And so we give people their whys, what's and how's without asking them what they are. And I want to know from the, the horse's mouth, as they say. So when you're talking to someone, um, what is your goal? I don't have one. I don't have any goal at all. And that's really a beautiful thing. I, there's no agenda. And I'm not combative, even when I don't agree. I mean, I've had people where I'm like, wow, there was, I had a woman on the show who was adamantly against gay marriage, for example. And she thought IVF, even in heterosexual couples, was wrong. And I don't believe that at all. But I was like, oh, that's really interesting. 
why do you feel that way? And as we dug further into the conversation, she had kept sort of referencing back her own childhood. And then at one point I said, do you think maybe since you grew up in a tumultuous family where your mom and dad were not together, and in fact, your dad was abusive, that it has set in motion this idea of what a perfect family is and anything outside of that purview is not okay with you. And she sat there for a minute. She said, oh my God, I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, that is probably why. You know, so I don't, I don't have an, I try and listen. That's my biggest thing. That's such a skill, you know, just to listen because people say a ton when they don't say anything also. Yeah. And I, th- and I think too, the more you let people talk, the more you learn about them. This is kind of last year. I, I called a, a year of listening for, for myself and, and I've learned so much by keeping my mouth shut, you know, or just asking a question and then keeping my mouth shut, you know. The thing that strikes me most about your interviews is that you honor the, the people, and, and you do treat people as humans, which is kind of the, you know, you start off your show, you know, we have human so-and-so on our, on our show today, and it's so easy to forget that simple fact that the people who disagree with me are just equally as human, with equal aspirations, equal people in their world that love them. They want to be happy and they want to be healthy and and all those kinds of things, even if they disagree with me. And it's so easy to put people in these boxes of, well, I know I know this person because they're a Republican or they're a Democrat or because this or that, you know, whatever it might be. And I think when we stop for a second and go, okay, here's a human. How can I connect with this human? How can I hear their story? How can I honor the fact that that their story is just as important as mine? You get something really special. And that's what I get from your interviews. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I mean... And it, it reflects through everything in my life now, having done this podcast. And I'm sure now that you have a podcast, you totally get this, but it's been four years and it has given me a great skill, the listening skill. And you're right. When you stop and keep your mouth shut and listen, and there'll be a moment too, there'll be like that pregnant pause that always happens in a conversation. And we are programmed, right, to just jump in and fill that space because humans are not real fans of silence, right? That just, it, it, for many of us, it freaks us out. But if you power through that silence, the other person will keep talking and that next level tends to be more vulnerable and more deep. Yeah, I don't, just the other day, I had something kind of bothering me and, and my wife, Candy, said, do you want to talk about it? And I said, no, I think I've said everything I have to say about it. And and instead of changing the subject, she just sat there looking at me. And I said, well, okay, maybe, maybe there's this, you know, and because uh, I think we, I, oh, I know I, sometimes avoid the deep and the dark and the hurtful parts of, of my story. And I go, well, let me just not talk about that. Let me not think about growing up with a, dad who was a drug addict you know and maybe that doesn't affect me at all now you know that kind of thing but but if I have those moments where someone's listening and they just sit there listening a lot of times that stuff will bubble up 
Tell me, are, are there any of your interviews that have changed you or impacted you in a big way? Many, many of them have. Um, the KKK one really did. It really did. Um, and I had a guy on who's had three hearts. He's had, uh, he was a first responder in 9-11 and he got sick and his heart failed and they had to give him a new one, which he got. And then a couple of years later, his body started rejecting that heart and he got another one. And to be in the presence of someone like that is, uh, is very humbling. And uh, to, when I asked him, do you want to meet the, the third heart person? Do you want to meet the person? And it was a younger person, he said. And um, he said he didn't feel worthy, that, that somehow he didn't feel worthy. I thought, my God, this man has served our country. He you know, went headlong into a tragic moment and served. Um, and he'd done many things along the way as well, if anyone is deserving. And it just... It's a real lesson in humility, talking to human beings to really, and not talking with, to like listening to what they have to say and to know, I think I've learned more about myself by listening to other people over the past four years than I ever would have had I not done this show and to see, truly see myself in other people. To know, like even again, the Klan's guy, he was funny. He had a sense of humor. You know, we, we laughed a couple times. And to wrap my head around that was a trip. It enables me to look at somebody who I would otherwise completely write off and say, let me dig down a little deeper. Why is this person behaving the way they are? I'm not giving anyone an excuse to be hurtful or awful, but I'm, it's an understanding. It's an empathy. And with that, um, as I go deeper into that empathy, I think it um, it makes a better world around me, you know, that I am part of a better world. I can't help but do that. We're all just desperately wanting to be heard. Yeah, I think these days, even more than ever, you know, there, there's so much noise out there and so many um, voices, I'm using air quotes, you know, that I think a lot of times we go, I don't matter in that, you know, my, my, my voice doesn't matter in, in that whole discussion of what's going on in the world, you know, and the fact that you just give people a little place to go, hey, your, your story matters, whether or not I agree with your story, your story matters, and let's see how we can connect instead of where we're different, yeah. I think is so important for right now. And I've cried a lot on this show, honestly, I'm on Hey Human. I have many a time <laughs> burst into tears <laughs> because you can't help it. When you are connecting to a human being on that basic level that you were talking about, of seeing someone and them seeing you, oh, man, it's a very powerful place. And it affects Absolutely. everything. It affects my painting. It affects my songwriting. It affects my storytelling. It affects my loving you and my other friends and potential partners and all of that, my family. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to have you come on is because I think as songwriters, which our audience is, is all songwriters, our job is to tell stories. And if we're good at it, 
we can tell stories on behalf of other people who maybe don't have the words or the the ability to put it into a song or they don't have the vehicle to get it to a market where people hear it. And, you know, so the the thing that I think when I listen to your podcast, I almost always get song ideas. And so I wanted to issue people a challenge that I would love to challenge you to listen to Susan's podcast once a week. She, you got how many episodes now? I think I'm up to 240-ish or something like that. Wow. Yeah, and, a lot. <laughs> but listen to one of those a week. And my challenge is listen to that and try not to find a song idea. Don't think you can do it. But on the, on the flip side, what one thing Susan and I were talking about what would be cool to do is to have you listen to those stories and come up with a song that you would write either on behalf of that person that's speaking or to that person that's speaking to pour out your heart to them or you know what what you think they might be trying to say to the world in in song and if we get some great ones uh, you know send those to me and if we get some great ones Susan will feature them on her podcast Absolutely Um so tell us a little bit about the other things you do besides a podcast <laughs> and where people can find you. We'll, we'll put all this in the show notes, but I want people to know kind of what they can find that, that you're involved in. Yeah, sure. Well, again, Hey Human Podcasts can be found pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then there's also heyhumanpodcast.com. Uh, if you want stuff about me, my music, my painting, my acting, any of that writing, that stuff, that's at susanruth.com. Easy to find. Um, yeah, the other, I mean, I'm still songwriting. I, I write mostly with artists when they come to me, uh, pop and some country here and there, but I've sort of moved, I've morphed more into the pop realm these days. Um, and then for myself as well, although I have to admit this year I have written less songs than I have in my whole life because I've been doing these other things. And I just, I don't know, I haven't really, haven't really just felt that vibe I just try and go wherever my muse is taking me. Um, done a lot of paintings, which has been great. Uh, and I'm excited about this whole uh, screenwriting thing, television and film writing, and also performing, acting. So that's, uh, that's, that's where I'm heading, I think. Awesome. And the great thing is, is as a songwriter, I can, hey, put songs into my movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Got a friend, Alicia Witt, that does just that. She's in a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies, and she writes songs for those. So. Yeah, I mean, why not? I see it all connecting, honestly. Um, eventually, I could, you know, you watch TV shows or movies, and there's always the artwork up on the walls. So I was like, oh, that could be my artwork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could have just a movie full of your artwork and your songs, and you write the script. Yes, it sounds very self-absorbed, uh, but I'm here for it. <laughs> Well, thanks for being with us today, and thanks for sharing your heart. Absolutely. And, Thank you uh, for having me. And again, if, if people are really uh, down with doing that, I would love to hear songs that are inspired by Hey Human, and I would absolutely feature them. So, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's your songwriting challenge. All right. Take care, Susan. Bye. All right. So if you would like to have a song featured in Susan's podcast, Hey Human, um, take one of her episodes and figure out how to write a song either on behalf of the person in the interview, so kind of what they might say if they were writing their own theme song, 
or a song that you might write to that person. So you might write a song of comfort or of uh, inspiration that you wish you could play for that person. And if, if it's great, Susan will feature it on one of her episodes, and hopefully that person will get to hear your song. I will tell you this. Susan really is careful to honor each human that she interviews, and so she's not going to play a song that bashes that person or puts the, that person down. So make sure that they're um, respectful and kind, loving sorts of songs. But I'm excited to see what you come up with from that because she has so many great stories and so many great people that she interviews. Here's another of Susan's songs called Lonely Heart. Holding on to secrets you can't let go Look right through your Anybody home? You're hiding in the darkness, deep inside your fortress, but I can see your shadow on the wall. And in the silence, I can hear you call. If I'm a criminal, sound the alarm. Is this forgivable? Tearing down your guard. I can feel the armor on your skin But I can see the glow of embers burning In the house of a lonely heart In the house of a lonely heart song. I love that one. So today I hope you've enjoyed the interview. You got a song challenge should you choose to, to take it. Uh, you can always submit songs to be considered for our podcast and by um, emailing them to podcast at songtown.com. 
with permission from your your co-writers and also information about any links you'd want in the uh, show notes. We hope you also subscribe or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, all the places. And we hope you'll check out Songtown. Songtown is an amazing community of uh, songwriters from all over the world. They write every different genre imaginable. Uh, So check that out. If you haven't, you can get 10 free videos to kind of see what it's all about by going to www.songtown.com. We're grateful to American Songwriter Podcast Network for being a part of their network. And they've got a great magazine as well. And we've got two books out with a third book coming. Uh, We have one book called Song Building and another one called The Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing. So if you're kind of new to the co-writing world, uh, that book can teach you a lot of things that'll help you avoid pitfalls, help you conduct your business properly as you co-write. So I hope you check out all those things. If you're interested, check out Hey Human. And if you want to uh, learn more about anything you heard on this episode, you can find that in the show notes. Be well. Be safe. Here's one last song from Susan to take us home. This one's called Promise Me Something.
Thanks for joining us today. If you want to enter a song in the Hey Human uh, contest to potentially get a song in that podcast, uh, just email it to us at podcast at songtown.com and put in the subject line, Hey Human Challenge, and be sure to tell which episode inspired that song. And if the songs that are the best ones, I'll pass along to Susan for consideration. Take care. We'll see you next Tuesday.